Welcome to the Confident Speaker Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly D. Parker, speaker, consultant, and self-proclaimed introvert who stumbled upon the cheat code to captivate audiences and command any room. Each week on this show, I'll share tips and tools to inspire you to communicate with power, charisma, and awaken your most confident self. Let's get started. Hey guys, this is episode 50 of the Confident Speaker Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me today. Today I have a special guest, none other than my one and only, my husband, Lavert Parker. And um, he's the pastor of our church and he is literally one of the most gifted speakers that I've ever met in my life. And so I'm excited to share all that he has to offer with you today. Um, I also want to let you know that the Confident Speaker podcast will be going on an extended break. So make sure that you continue to share the content here if you find it valuable with others in your network. And um, I'm going to be moving into a season of really focusing on corporate work. And I want to be very focused in that for this next season. So I thank you guys for listening and tuning in and all of your uplifting comments through the the months um, of us on this journey. With that said, hope you enjoy my chat with my husband, Lavert Parker. Hi. Hey. How are you? I'm doing well. <laughs> Thanks for asking, even though we're married. <laughs> you see me every day, but I'm doing well. Good. It's good to have you in the studio. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm, not, huh? I'm glad to be in the studio. <laughs> not really in the studio. We're just at home. But yeah. it's nice to sit with you. Um, as you know, my podcast is about speaking, right? Yes. And I don't know if you know this or not, but for me, you are one of the most gifted speakers that I I know. Um, and I feel like probably most of what I do and what I teach about speaking, I've learned from watching you. Yeah, well, you know I pre- well, I appreciate that compliment. Um, you know, I, I feel like I, um, you know, I make a lot of mistakes and, um, you know, you learn from them. The, the thing about speaking every week is that, um, you know, even if you feel like you made a mistake, you know that you can correct it the following week, you know. And so, um, and you, you learn a lot from just, um, you know, the trial and error and uh, just the whole process. And so that's the benefit of, of, of speaking every week. But, of course, the challenge of that is that when you make a mistake, people see you make a mistake. <laughs> so, but I appreciate your compliment, though, uh, because it is a labor and I appreciate um the fact that you find me to be a decent speaker. Oh, Lord. Decent. Oh, my goodness. Well, you said you speak every week. So let us know who you are, what you do. Well, I'm your husband. Uh, I'm Lavert Parker, and um, I uh, serve as pastor at Christ Community Church. We actually be celebrating 10 years um, this September, so really excited about that. But even prior to that, um, I served as staff pastor at, at another church, and um, I will get opportunities to, to preach probably in the early days, maybe like once every couple of months. But then towards the end of our time at that particular ministry, it was almost on a monthly basis, I think, like twice a month um, out of the four Sundays. I think I was doing two of them. And so I've uh, been speaking for some time now. And even prior to that, you know, I was involved with campus ministry and uh, speaking at various things there. And so um, God has, has given me a, a platform to, to share and communicate and and I'm honored to do it. That's awesome. So tell me about your first time speaking publicly. Where were you? How did it go? All that stuff. 
Well, I think my first time speaking publicly was, um, well, I'll tell you about two experiences. One was I spoke one time at, at the church I grew up in. There was a, um, We were having an anniversary, and um, I had an opportunity to kind of share. Um, they gave me a scripture, and, and then um, I had an opportunity to share a little bit about that scripture. I didn't realize that the scripture they gave me was the scripture that the preacher was going to preach on. Like, I think they just gave me a scripture to kind of get a feel for the theme of what the whole anniversary is going to be about. But, you know, I took that as an opportunity to kind of really kind of explain that scripture. It was an exciting scripture to me. And so I remember afterwards, they were like, you preach <laughs> what the preacher is supposed to preach about. And um, I ended up being in the newspaper for that because it was like this big, big event, this big anniversary. And uh, my mom probably has that clip somewhere in her house. But I re- that, that, that time sticks out to me. And another time, um, we used to have this Friday night uh, worship service, and they asked me to speak. And this was probably one of the first times out of many times where I spoke, and I just felt like I did a horrible job. I felt like it just didn't work out well, and it didn't mix well. And I remember leaving that particular speaking event feeling very dejected and, and discouraged and um, but of course, over the years, I've learned how to deal with that. But those two early speaking um, moments really stick out to me. Yeah, the one was really exciting. I made the newspaper. And then the other, I just kind of feel like, ah, I don't think that went too well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I think in what you're saying, it's a good reminder of sometimes how we feel like it goes in our mind. It's not how everyone else experiences it because, you know, I've been watching you for a long time. And you are definitely the type of communicator that even if you feel like, oh, it wasn't good that, you know, people are really getting something out of it. So, yeah. Well, that's one of the things that I've that I've learned over the years is even when you feel like it's not going well, not to panic uh, because, you know, your audience doesn't know the notes and the preparation that you have put into it. So in your mind, you feel like, man, I missed the point or something was not conveyed or it wasn't conveyed the way I wanted to convey it. But the audience doesn't know that. So you don't need to panic. So I've had to learn that over year, over the years that even when I feel like, man, I missed it or I didn't say it the way I wanted to say it, uh, just to kind of keep it, keep, keep it moving. And so you're absolutely right because, um, you know, I will listen to something and I was like, OK, it really wasn't that bad. Uh, but at the time, in my mind, I felt like, man, I'm I'm missing it, you know, I'm missing it. And so, um, you know, you just have to, to learn how to keep it moving. I mean, my, my two, two uh, things that I lean on in, in speaking is, number one, prayer. Obviously, you got to pray, especially in the ministry, especially in the preaching ministry, you need to be praying. But then the other thing is preparation. And when in doubt, stick to the script. Like when things aren't working well, you stick to the script that you prepared and you just get through it, you know. So that's that's those are the two things I've learned to lean on over the years. Yeah. Yeah. We've definitely talked about that before, like just sticking with the the notes. So are you someone that writes out every single word, word for word, or do you kind of speak from bullet points or what does that look like? Yeah, it's hard for me to do word for word. Um, partly because, so primarily I'm speaking in, in the ministry context, right? I'm preaching. And to me, it's, there's a sense in which preaching is very organic and from the heart and from the soul. And so 
I more or less have bullet points. Um, I mean, I do have an idea of what's going to be said, but um, there's a sense in which you want to kind of speak to the moment. And so, like, people don't want to just hear you read from a manuscript, right? People are not gathering just to hear you read from a manuscript. Like, there's a dynamic that's happening right then in that moment that you need to be sensitive to. Um, as a as a communicator, I would say certainly as a preacher, but but as a communicator, you want to be sensitive to what's going on in the audience, and so and that that can be unplanned. So you got to give some margin uh, for um, being able to speak to those unplanned moments. So you got to have enough content that if you don't have that, <laughs> you know you can get through it. But you also want to give yourself enough more margin so that you know you're not just sounding like a robot up there. You just you know real mechanical about it. But you want to make sure that you're speaking to the moment. So I, I write out, I mean, I do write out some of my stuff, but for the most part, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be in the moment. So I give myself some bullet points, but everything is planned out, though. I mean, it's a lot of practice and preparation put into it. Yeah, you were talking about speaking from like heart and soul. And I think that's something um, that you do so well that allows you to be successful in speaking because you're very... Um, genuine and you you show up fully as yourself and I think that that's a lesson for all of us because certainly part of the preparation is the actual words and what am I going to say but the other part I think I think I would describe it as your heart being prepared even if it's not in a faith setting anytime you're speaking you know there's a certain pouring out and it's it's obvious if it's legit or if it's like manufactured, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that, well, you're right, and that's part of the reason why I emphasize, particularly in the faith setting, prayer, um, because you want to be uh, filled um, and um, be able to um, be led by how you feel God is leading you in that moment. So prayer is is, is, is vital. But I think that when you're prepared, it gives you a certain confidence. Mm-hmm. And so when you have confidence, you can be settled and um, having that 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 confidence in being settled allows you to be more free versus when you're unprepared, you, you feel the need to try to impress people or you feel the need to try to show people that I am prepared. You, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when, when you're unprepared, you feel more pressure. Like I need to show people that, hey, I put in the work to really do this. But when you've prepared and you've done all you know to do, you don't have to do that. So it gives you a certain liberty and certain freedom to be able to just speak from the heart. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I really admire about you and that I've taken a lot of notes on is that you are really skilled in making something that could be really complex and really hard to understand. Very, very simple to follow. So like, I mean, you've been speaking the whole time that I've known you, but particularly, you know, the past 10 years with the church, church, like there's never been a moment where I was unclear of what point you were trying to get across. So could you give us some tips around how to be clear and getting our points across and kind of structuring our thoughts? Well, it begins first with really knowing the material. So there's no way around studying and understanding what the material is. And so um, if I'm looking at a particular passage, for example, in the Bible, I need to read commentaries. I need to understand the language. I need to understand the context. Because the more I understand, the more clarity I have, the better I'm able to convey it, right, to others. 
And so first and foremost, you got to know you you got to know what you're talking about. And so if you don't know what you're talking about, then you're not going to communicate anything clearly. And you got to have a good grasp on what you're talking about. So that I mean that's tip number 1. You got to study. You just can't avoid that. I think tip number 2 is and then you write up the bullet points. Um and so you and you and for me, I work with the assumption that um, you know, that the audience doesn't know anything, not from the perspective they're not smart, but from the perspective that when I'm trying to convey to them, it would be beneficial to start from the foundation, from the very basics. And so um, I like to start from the very beginning. Even when we do a series, you know this is about when I do a series. When we do a series in the church, I always kind of go back to this is why we're doing the series, right, and kind of move from, from there. Um, and, again, the reason why is because I just find that, most people are like me. They're linear thinkers. And so they need to see how point A connects to point B, you know, and then point B could point, uh, connects to point C. And oftentimes in communication, we want to go straight to C. And it's like if people kind of get lost, like, well, how do we get there? And there's some foundational things that need to be communicated. So when you're conveying very, you know, especially complex things, you got to start from the foundation and move your way up. Now, the benefit that I have as, as serving as a pastor is that I don't have to say everything in one setting. So that's something that I've learned over the years too. That that's part of the reason why at our church we do a lot of series is because I'm like, I don't have to say it all right now. So I just give a little nugget right now and then build on it the following week. And uh, what that does is it helps people build a track with where you're going. Okay. We got this point understood. Okay. Now let's go to the next point. So I will say uh, first the study, um, that you can't avoid that. And then I will say, number two, then you write out your outline and you start at the foundation and you build up. Even if it's something that you like, everybody should notice. You still start right there and you build up because there may be somebody that, that doesn't know it. Or sometimes when you kind of unpack the foundations, you find new things that you didn't even think about mm-hmm. um, that's, in, that's on the foundation. And so uh, those would be the two things that I think help me out uh, when, when I'm when I'm preparing to to speak. Yeah. Now, what would you say to people who are attempting to do that and they're attempting to lay everything out, but in the process of doing that, they get lost in the details. And so, you know, they're feeling the pressure to like, well, let me unload all of the details to try to be really clear. And, you know, the outcome is, is not clear right. at all. How can we balance balance that? You, you got to define what your goal is. And sometimes um, your your goal can be too lofty and need to break it down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause and, and, and preachers are notorious for this. We try to preach a whole book and that can't be your goal. Um, you have to say, okay, look at this whole book. And there's a theme for sure. that's riding throughout this whole book, but what are some smaller themes that I can kind of build on to lead to that bigger theme? And so if you're doing the, um, if you're speaking somewhere and they ask you to speak on a, on a particular topic, then Focus on that topic. Don't go to the left or the right on some other things, right? Uh, focus on that topic. And if you're finding yourself like there's just so much content here, then you may need to t- try to figure out if you could do somewhat of a series or break it up some kind of way. But, you know, when you give people too much information, then people don't, they don't leave with anything. Mm-hmm. And so you really got to focus to like, what's the one big nugget that I want to communicate? This this one thing I want to communicate. The more simple you can be, the better you're going to be at communicating. And so, um, 
And if you focus on that one nugget, then you could kind of bring up some sub points that support that one nugget. But when you try to, you know, um, cover a big chunk of materials, you know, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be very difficult and people are going to walk away like, I don't know what they were talking about. So it's best just to pick one point, kind of expound on that and leave it at that. <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's so good. And like you were saying, keeping in mind, you might have a topic in mind that you were given, but then from there, you might need to choose like one lane, one angle from that particular topic and being realistic. Like you said, like right. what can I really cover within an hour that people can walk away with or 45 minutes or right. whatever, you know, the, the task is. So tell me this. Another thing that I think that you do really well is integrate stories and illustrations and analogies to really help amplify and help people visualize and follow along with the content. So what tips could you give us around being a better storyteller? You know, really living life. Like I think that um, just coming from a faith perspective, I think Jesus is the, the master at just taking everyday things of life and finding a point behind it. And I think for me, it's just living life. Like you just live life and you experience different things and you're like, man, as you're kind of thinking about a point, you're like, man, I kind of experienced this in my life. And I find that people, um, they connect with, um, you know, real life stories. You know, they connect with times that you could be vulnerable. And so, you know, in, in an appropriate setting, of course, uh, you, you want to have times where you could be vulnerable. Um, but I would just say just living life. I remember years ago, I read a book by uh, uh, a guy named Tony Evans, a pastor from Dallas, Texas. And at the end of the book, uh, he talked about, and this wasn't even a preaching book or speaking book or anything like that. But at the end of the book, he said, you know, always take time to look at nature. And um, he said, because from looking at nature, you can always find stories. And that stuck out to me. And it's so true. Just looking at nature, you can always find um, stories. And so, you know, I don't know if I have like any specific tips other than just to be watchful and be mindful that your experience, the things that you experience or you're seeing somebody else experience or maybe an experience you read about in the book that, you know, that that could be applicable as a point within your message. Now, I know some people, uh, they like to buy, um, there's books out there of illustrations um, and that certainly could be a resource. I've never used that. I've never used a book of illustrations. Um, I just find that my life, you know, being married for 16 years uh, to a certain woman and uh, having three kids gives me a lot of <laughs> material to work with um, by way of illustrations and points to be made. But uh, but I will say, too, I don't know that I necessarily am, prepar am preparing for a message. I don't know that I go into it thinking about what stories am I going to use. Like I let the content guide me. Mm -hmm. And so the content kind of guides me. And as, as I'm processing the content, there are certain stories that emerge from that. So I might read something and say, oh, this is kind of like when I experience, you know, so I don't go into it and I don't try to force a story or an illustration. I let the content guide me. And from there, um, you know, stories and illustrations are derived. That's good. So let me ask you this. Do you get nervous before you speak? 
Oh, all the time. I mean, I sh- mm. I've shared to you before with you. Uh, I shared to you that um, there's not a week that I don't get up and think like I could have used a little bit more time to right. prepare. Um, there's always a sense in which I'm like, man, I could have used a little bit more time <laughs> to kind of go over something. And so there's a sense in which, you know, you're always a little bit, you know, nervous. Um, but I think for for me, what helps me out is knowing that I've prayed and I've prepared. And if I know that I've done those two things, I'm like, well, let me get at it, right? Let me get the best I got. Um, and so that helps me kind of push through. But yeah, absolutely. There's always a sense in which I come up and I'm like, man, I, I don't know that I'm really ready or, um, you know, I don't, I don't know how people are going to respond. Mm-hmm. But I just lean on those two P's, <laughs> prayer and preparation. Mm-hmm. Love it. Well, let me tell you, mm-hmm. it's my privilege to watch you from week to week. It's my privilege, you know, through the years to be able to learn from you. And what, what I am doing is literally built on what I have learned and observed and gleaned from you and implemented that, that I see you do so well, you know, week after week. So, I mean, to me, it's another level to have to have new material every week. Like I can't, I can only, I can only imagine, like I have a handful of stuff that folks get, right? Like, you know, I got some stuff, but to the idea of having to, um, you know, share every week is, it's a heavy weight and you, you wear it well. So I'm proud of you. Well, they say behind every good man is a good woman. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, I, I certainly appreciate your support in that. And, and I will say to all, all the, all your listeners that at the end of the day, if you're passionate about something, um, you know, you, you, you're, you're going to do well, you know, let your passion drive you too. So I think for me, part of the reason why, um, you know, um, I enjoy what I do is because I'm passionate about it. You know, I'm passionate about the faith. I'm passionate about the scriptures. I'm passionate about conveying that. And so I think that passion is what drives me. And so for all your listeners, if you have something you're passionate about, you know, be it, history or you're a math person like me um, or something related to the faith, um, whatever your passion is, I think when you're passionate about it, you won't have as hard of a time coming up with material. Material is going to fall on your lap because you're living in that space. And so um, so I feel honored that there's people that's willing to gather <laughs> to listen to me <laughs> ramble. <laughs> no, ain't no ramble. Listen, I've heard some rambling in my day, and you, you don't ramble. Well, I'm honored to have people that's willing to join our ministry and be a part of our church body and that's willing to um, allow me to to speak into their lives, you know, of course, led by God. But um, it's an honor to be able to do it. So thank you for allowing me to be on your podcast and uh, to be a part of this discussion. Awesome. So for those that want to connect with you or want to learn more about the church, where can they do that? Yeah. So, well, if they want to learn more about me, they can always ask you. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly is an expert. (laughs) She knows me very well. But uh, also, they can always go to our webpage, uh, worshipccc.com. We post our service, um, you know, um, uh, mainly on a weekly basis, um, at the end of, at the end of service on Sundays, so they can always see our service there. Um, 
you know, they can always um, go to my Facebook page, I believe, I guess. Yeah, I do have a Facebook page. It's nothing uh, spectacular. It's just LaVert Parker, <laughs> L-U-V-I-R-T. But I think the main way is just to go to our church webpage, worshipccc.com, and um, they can get in contact with me that way. Cool. So your name's LaVert. I want to be able to make sure to ask this because I know some people are wondering. Right. Can you sing? Uh, I know you're not asking me that question <laughs> because my wife, um, M- Mrs. Parker here, uh, uh, of the all the compliments she's given me today, <laughs> the one thing she cannot stand about me is my singing. It's just a yes or no question. Can you see? <laughs> well, in my own mind, I feel like I can sing, but to everybody else, I think they would say no. Okay, no. Yeah, so my name, Lavert, actually comes from my grandfather. It's not related to the OJs at all. It's spelled differently. And uh, so sometimes people think because I'm from Cleveland and my name is Lavert that I, I got a singing voice. And I just want to set the record clear on your podcast that I absolutely <laughs> cannot sing. Um, it's just my name. But you did used to direct the choir. I used to direct the choir. I did, and I sang in the choir. Uh, a, a separate choir and so you know I do have that experience but and at one point in my life I wanted to be a rapper um, but no nah, that's that's the most uh, that I that I have musically got it yeah. well before I let you go last thing what is one thing you feel like my listeners need to know about me about you yeah about Kelly okay um, I will say the one thing you guys need to know about my wife is that when Kelly is passionate about something, she is passionate about it with a capital P. And so um, I remember a few years ago, she had mentioned to me about writing a book and about starting up a podcast and about all these things related to communication. And next thing I know, I saw all these books about communication and about speaking. And next thing I know, she wrote a book. And I don't even know when she was doing all the writing. Um, and then next thing I know that she started this podcast. And so my wife is, um, she's very dedicated. I think that's the thing I would want them to know, that when she's focused on something, she does it uh, with a great deal of excellence. And so one of the things that I liked about her when I met her was her, her, um, her resolve to do things well. And to do things on a high level. And so uh, we met in college. And one of the things that you should know about Kelly is that she excelled academically. She graduated college summa cum laude. I tell people I, I graduated college. Praise the Lordy. Oh. <laughs> but oh. she graduated, you know, with, with a very, very high GPA. Uh, I don't think you got anything less than an A. Right. Yeah. So all A's all throughout college. So that just speaks to her commitment and her dedication. And when she's passionate about something, she does it and she does it well. So that's what I want them to know about you. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for joining me. This was fun. Yeah, this was fun. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Confident Speaker Podcast. If you found this content valuable, Make sure you subscribe and leave a review to help others join the Confident Speaker family. Thanks again and see you next time.